0: Mm, there's just something about that song and honestly something about the anointing with which Brittany sings that song. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I could have like stayed back there and had a party with myself. (laughs) Mm, Now that I think of it. (laughs) Um, But when you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us. It changes what we see. Changes what we seek. Spirit of the living God. That's not just a song you are speaking to. Spirit of the living God. And I'm so excited about what the spirit of the living God has to say today. Not about what I have to say, but about what I believe he has to say to us today. Individually and as a body. So I'm excited to get into the word today. Um, just just a couple of random questions. Have any of you, like, fallen short of the mark to this week? <laughs> now, why are some of you pointing at the person next to you? <laughs> uh, I know, and we've already messed up in 12 hours. How many of you need Him today? How many of you have uttered these words in your spirit in the past week or just, God, I need you. God, I need you. Or, God, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I didn't mean to do that. God, forgive me. See, this communication that we have with Him, God has something. I know that I know that I know God has something for us this morning because He's been ministering to me for a while. I've been chewing on this word. It's just been, I use that because of, that's what Rodney does. Choose on the word. Um, so let's get up and let's stand up and, and read this passage of scripture and get into anything and everything that God has for us this morning. Amen? Okay. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And we're going to skip a couple of verses and a little bit more. It says, this is my prayer. Yes, we want that. God, we want that. We want to have the assurance, God, that you give us when you say you finish what you start. We we want to live there, Father, in that place with you. Father, I'm asking today that you would do a work in this room, in these hearts, God, in all of our hearts. Father, that we would just be tender today. Father, if we came in with walls, if we came in angry or upset or distracted or bitter or confused, whatever we came in with, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we set it aside. We just lay it aside. And we purpose in our hearts to come under the Word. Come into obedience with the Holy Spirit. And we ask you, Father... Have your way. Have your way. Father, let everything that is of me be forgotten. But everything that is of you stand. Produce fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name. And they all said, yes. All right. <laughs> Woo-hoo, somebody scared me. <laughs> but God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <laughs> I remind myself of that last part a lot. Fear's not the issue. Used to be. Not anymore. But um, this morning I want to talk to you about something wonderful that God has for us in our lives. Something exciting. Something that you can grab hold of. And we're going to start it with the Word and what we just read there. The Word of God tells us... I love this passage of Scripture. When uh, When I started reading it, I'm like, Oh, God, I don't even... I know exactly where you're going to go with this because I I know, God, what you've done in my life with this scripture when it says, He who began a good work in you will, uh, will complete it. He who began a good work in us is going to be faithful to complete it. Is anybody happy about that? Is anybody just kind of excited that it doesn't say... He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it if you will get it all right. He will be faithful to complete it if you don't blow it this week. He will be faithful to complete it if you don't ignore him all week and go about your business. Doesn't say that. Says he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. That is a And I know I say this a lot. I gotta say a lot of things a lot. Now that I think about it. This is one of my day in, day out scriptures. This is one of those scriptures that builds my faith on a constant rotation. (laughs) I call on this one a lot. God, you said you're going to complete me. God, I know that you will complete me. He's not the kind of God who runs out. He's not the kind of God who gives up. He's not the kind of God who uh, will abandon you. He is in this thing. One of the most beautiful things about God is He is first and last. He will be first and He will be last in your life. He is going to walk this thing out with you. And see, we don't have a concept of that because for the most part, the people in our lives are in sometimes and out sometimes. Our friends are in sometimes and they're out sometimes. Sometimes even our spouses or, or you know, our brothers and our sisters, they'll let us down and, and we'll feel like they're not there for us or whatever the case may be. God is always there for us. He is always about completing His work. He says that He sends His word and He watches over it to perform it, okay? So when He sends a word out that says, I will be faithful to complete what I began in your life. He begins to watch over that word in your life every single day. He wants to participate with you. He wants to be perfecting and maturing and growing us as we go. See, the scripture tells us when I get into a passage like this, tell me if any of you guys do this. I know that you do. But you read a passage of scripture and then you're going like, oh, wait a minute. That ties into here. And then you run over there and you go into that passage of scripture and that passage leads to this passage and then another one and you're on this journey with him. And then without even thinking about how it happened, all of a sudden you find yourself surrounded by these promises of God and you found within those promises of God this safe, beautiful, wonderful place to dwell and see, that's what God does with me with this scripture. Because when I read that, then I, then I immediately, when I'm, when I'm like thinking, he will finish what he starts. He will be faithful to complete the work he began in me. And then I'm like, okay, but okay. And then there's, there's the scripture that says he's the author and the perfecter of my faith. He's the author and he's the finisher of my faith. I love that. I love that. I love that he is with us, Paige. By page. By page. And he finishes writing a book. What a novel concept. Paula and Mike and Rodney. Props man. That you finish. What you start. But see I I have this image in my mind. There are so many pages in my book. That I know that he's authored. and, And he is about finishing. But I have this image in my mind. That there are a lot of chapters in my life. There are a lot of. Closing pages in my life. That chapter's ending and inevitably it feels like those chapters end with this narrative. And Barbie climbed into bed. A tear sliding down her cheek as once again she looked toward heaven and said, God, I am so sorry. But I know you will complete me. I am so sorry. But I know you will complete me. The assurance that comes with that. The faith that comes with that. Knowing that God is going to finish what he starts in my life. I don't even know what to do with that sometimes. But this is a day in, day out kind of God. And and, and see, to me, the, the miraculous isn't in the parting of the sea. The miraculous, for me, is found on the pages between the authoring and the finishing. The every single day faithful work of God in our lives. And we take it for granted. We take it for granted. This miraculous thing that is taking place where he is moving us from ashes to beauty. Where he is moving us from failures to overcomers. Where he is beginning to do this work to take us from falling all the time to actually standing at points. This journey that we're on with him, we can begin to take it for granted. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's God. No, that's God. Yeah. That is God. Where would we be if it were not for God? Oh my goodness. See, that's where we take His name in vain. When we speak it lightly without the gravity and the goodness and the profoundness of, no, this is God, almighty Jehovah, the one and the only, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. This is the God who is sovereign over our lives, who is authoring and finishing us. I love that. But see, sometimes in that, because he's with us every single day, and because many of us have been Christians for all of our lives, or it feels like it, sometimes we start to take it for granted. And, and and we lose that sensitivity to him. And we find ourselves, guys, I'm telling you the truth, I have had more people in the last three or four weeks, easy, say to me, I really miss him. I really miss the relationship I used to have with Him. I miss that closeness. I miss that intimacy. I miss those rushes in His presence. And I know that we're not supposed to seek a feeling, and that's not what I'm talking about. But man, how beautiful when you come into His presence and you are just saturated. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know? And see, we long for that. Just like we long for that in our marriages and in our relationships. You don't want to become dull. You don't want to become complacent. You want to work as hard 35 years in as you did in those first few months if you want to keep that. I'm so... Oh, wait. How's back in the room? (laughs) Never mind. No. I just... I'm so grateful. You know... I'm just so grateful for um, a man who's loved me for 33 years. I'm so grateful for that faithfulness. I'm so grateful. You know what? My my favorite time of the day is just coming home in the evenings when we come in and we just sit and we just do nothing and we just talk about the day. You know, it's it's just so many people, young people, miss it. They miss it because they give up too soon. And they let it die on the vine. You give up. And, and can I tell you something? Golden years are absolutely true. Absolutely true. I, I would not trade it for anything. I, I mean, I just so love him. And I want to work in that. I want to maintain that the same thing with God. Same thing with God. I so love Him. And I never want to take Him for granted. I never want to stop. I never want to stop pouring into Him. I never want to stop receiving from Him. I never want to to give up on the intimacy that He and I are supposed to have together. And so there's this, this thing that happens and we get a little bit dull. Whether it's in our human relationships And we stop trying so much. And I do realize it's about grace and it is about God. But you have to be present have to be present and and um in those times i believe god has an answer for us because he said he would finish what he starts sometimes as little human beings on the planet we hit these little bumps in the road and these places where we need something to keep us going on the path we need just a little bit of a a, um, of encouragement or a relationship or passion to be reborn on the inside of us but we hit areas of need in our life And we have a choice there. We can either ignore it, ignore it and become really hard in our hearts and become cold in our spirits and just keep going through the motions, which happens a lot. Or we can get honest. We can allow God to do something. And so, a couple weeks ago, the Lord, I had a moment in my life where the Lord just really brought some revelation, some painful revelation. Don't you just love that? I really prefer the words where he says, you will conquer nations. (laughs) But in order to do that, you kind of got to go there. But anyway, but then there are those beautiful, loving words that go, you have really missed it. And that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And I was talking to someone I, I really respect in the spirit. And that makes it even worse. <laughs> it's like if I was with some slacker and did it, you know, I'd be like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. He didn't realize I just messed up really bad. But people who are, are keen in the spirit, they get it. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm talking and I just make this flippant remark. And I say, well, I just honestly, I can't tell whether I have gone completely numb or whether I have peace. Such an innocent statement. But it was so wrong. And I got so convicted, but I was with people. So I thought to fall on the floor face first at that moment might have been inappropriate. But as soon as they left the the room, as soon as they left my, my company, I did I was so convicted because you know what that told me? You know what the revelation was? If I can't tell the difference between being numb and having the peace of God, I've got an issue. If I can't tell the difference and I just went, Oh God, when did I lose my discernment? I count on that. I count on having spiritual discernment because you know what? We have to make decisions every day that require spiritual discernment. And so I was like, God, I'm so sorry. And and I did what I always do. I, I did something that actually my children have taught me to do. So I've been doing it for many years. But when my babies were little... When they, when they were little guys and we'd go out and we'd play in the yard and, and uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, I'd get behind Aaron and I'd tuck my arms under his little arms and just begin to spin him. You know, he just begin to spin him and until he looks like he's about to throw up and then you stop. And but I would spin him and and then I'd put him down and he'd be like, you know, how you kind of go to one side <laughs> and he'd be like, one more time, mommy, one more time. And I would pick him up and I would spin him again. Until I was about to. Anyway, I'd spin him again. The same thing, I'd be reading them stories, bedtime stories at night. And there's just something in a child, they can be almost completely asleep and still have enough discernment in them to know that that was the last page you just turned. And those little sleepy eyes. One more time, mommy. One more time. And you start to read the story one more time. And then when my kids were older, and they were teenagers and, or young adults, or, and, and they would sit down, and we would sit down to do homework, and they would have to explain it to me. And <laughs> and I would go, one more time. now. math. <laughs> 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 oh, that, that's math. <laughs> I think if you can push beads across the board, you all to be fine. <laughs> Just saying. But we would be doing homework, and, or I would be trying to walk them through something, or walk, help them find a, a solution, or come to a conclusion about an issue in their life. And, and they would look and they'd go, okay, Mom, one more time. One more time. Explain it to me one more time. And so when I heard those words come out of my mouth, I don't know if I am, have gone numb or if I have peace. What I did was what God has taught me to do. I went back to him. See, when my kids said that, they didn't have to explain what they meant. If they were holding their arms up going one more time, mommy, I knew what they meant. If they were looking across the table going to explain it one more time, I knew what they meant. And see, when that happened, with these people left, I hit my knees and I went, God, God, one more time, one more time. One more. Show me one more time, God. Heal me one more time. Deliver me from this one more time. Teach me one more time. Show me one more time. Put me back together one more time. And see, God does that. See, when I was doing that with my kids, I could do that with my kids all day long. I might make a face, but I could do it with my kids all day long because love demands one more times. If you love somebody, you are in it for one more time and then one more time and then one more time because that's what God does. That's how he operates. That's how we operate. That's how we show them that we love them, that we're in it and that we're not giving up. And so when I looked up to God and I went one more time, God, it was as if I was giving him uh, the release to do a million different things in my life. Because He knows. He's my Father. He knows how I got in that mess. He knows how I went numb. And let me tell you, He did clarify that for me. There's a vast difference between being spiritually numb and having peace. And we, But we need to know that. Because sometimes we shut down and we think, oh, I have peace. No, no, you have backed up so far that you have no contact anymore. And so you're not feeling or or seeing or doing or anything. That's not peace. Ah, Jesus. But as with anything, even the personal revelations, especially the personal revelations that God might give you, you always want it backed up with the word. Amen. So when I'm saying God one more time, I don't want to miss him in that. I want to make sure that it lines up with the word. And this is the passage of scripture that he gave me. It is Can we pop that scripture up on the screen, Nathan? It said, they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and he led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. Now let's just break that down for just a minute, okay? It says his friends brought him. Now, now let's just for a moment, just just for a moment, let's pretend that everybody in this room has a need of God in some way or some fashion. Every single person in here has a one more time in your spirit, and only you and God know that. I just kind of want to walk you through this a little bit. Sometimes you've got that. You've got that place. You have this place of need, and you really need God to move on your behalf I think this is a wonderful principle of one more time. Because see, sometimes we don't want to admit we need one more time. This isn't a salvation issue. This is a one more time issue. God, I just need you one more time to do this one more time. What I love about this is it says, one version says his friends took him to Jesus. And they asked, will you heal him? And I love what Jesus did. It said, Jesus took him by the hand and led him out of the crowd out of the village, out of the town. To me, that's the first touch is Jesus consecrating, Jesus separating, Jesus calling you out so that the work is between you and Him. The work is between you and Him. It's not about all your friends and whether they get it. Jesus is, God is not called to perform for your friends. He's not called to do that. That's not His purpose. I love, love, love that he took his hand and he led him out because the man was blind. He needed that guidance. He needed that touch. To me, that's the first touch. And often in our lives, the first touch will come in a wooing, in a drawing away, in a thing that goes, come away from your friends. i got to talk to you. Come on, we got to get get out of this crowd. What you're doing, Mr. Popular, let's go. Let's get out of here and let's do this thing, me and you. A personal touch. And then and then I just I just I love the way that Jesus operates because he draws him out of the village, takes him out on his own to do this work. And then, you know, we all have this idea of how God's gonna work, how Jesus is gonna do something in our life, you know. It's gonna be so beautiful, it's gonna be so amazing. People are gonna stand in awe at this work of, you know, that God is about to do in our lives. And I love that it says. He spit in his eyes. How many of you, if someone were to do that, would go, well, that was God. (laughs) I felt the Lord when that (laughs) happened. God was all over that. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Um, But in this case, he was but he was trying to teach us something. And see, I love this passage of Scripture. You know, this passage is only found in Mark. It's not in the other Gospels. It's not related in this way. And so I love that. I love something that's unique because when it's unique, that's God's way of going, I want this to stand out in my opinion. That explains this hair anyway. (laughs) But he says, um, he just begins to draw him out. And, And the thing is, is he, he, does it not because he can't heal the guy he could have touched him the first time and he would have been healed there is no sickness that that Jesus can't heal in one touch okay he could have done it he didn't fail he didn't like slide to the right and went oh I should have touched him better you know there was no failure in it so there had to be teaching in it so what was he teaching us what was he trying to show us? I believe he was trying to show us several things. Number one, I believe he was trying to show us that not everybody's going to get it the first time. I think he was, gonna, he was trying to show us that sometimes, there, yes, there will be people who get saved, and when they get saved, their addictions will fall. When they get saved, all of these things that they've been bound by, even sickness, sometimes when people give their hearts to the Lord, they are like completely delivered, I was not that person. Mine, I'm still being delivered. <laughs> I am in this process and I'm trusting that he's in it for the long haul because this is going to take some time. And But I believe God was trying to show us not everybody's going to get it the same way. And I love that that he, when he spit in his eyes, it says, then he placed his hands on his eyes. For me, that's a third touch. I think there's contact when you grab somebody's hand and you take them out. There's definitely contact with spit. And and then he puts his hands on him. And then I love this part. This part I think is really important because he says, what do you see? And see, in that moment, after all of the activity, after the three touches and the encounters don't you just feel like sometimes you, you feel this need to go, yes, I have been totally healed. I am whole. There is nothing wrong with me. God has touched me. Amen, amen, amen. And he went, I see men walking as trees. And see, we could stop right there. We could just stop in the middle of that sentence and go, what's wrong with your vision? I see men I see mankind. I don't see. I, I. It's hard for me to grasp that. If Jesus is standing in front of you. But what you see are men. And mankind. And see sometimes that's where we lose it. Sometimes that's where we get off track. Because. We're not talking about Jesus anymore. We're not looking at Jesus anymore. We're talking about what he said and what she said and then what he did and why aren't they doing. And we get our eyes on men. We get our eyes on mankind. I'm not talking about women getting your eyes on men. I'm talk, But you could. But I'm talking about mankind. We start to get so focused. Everything is about, well, why don't they do it that way? Or why did they do it that way? And shouldn't they do it my way? And... And we become consumed and then that's all we see. And I love that he was honest. Understand that your deliverance, understand that what God does, wants to do in your life in this one more time is going to require honesty. Honesty. What a, what a novel concept. Some of us need to be healed again. Some of us need to be set free again. And it says, the, the, the translation says, And Jesus touched him one more time. One more time. Does anybody in here have need of one more time? One more time. God, I'm broken. I fail. God, can you pick me up one more time? One more time. One more. (laughs) One more. Uno mas. Just once more. God, would you pick me up just one more time? Would you put me back together one more time? Would you forgive me one more time? And God has that for us. I believe it's backed up in scripture. I believe he has shown us that we will always have need for one more times. From here, while he's completing this process, while he's finishing the journey, while he's authoring and perfecting us, we are going to have need of one more time. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pull the praise team out here, and I just want to share something with you the Lord gave me. Several years ago, and I was going through this one more time. I was going through this... (laughs) You know, I would love to tell you, guys, I would love to paint a better picture for you guys. I mean, you would think if anybody had it together, it would be one of the people that are charged with looking over your soul. And, uh, but God is teaching me. and I was in this place with him not too um, several years ago, and, and he was teaching me, and he began to draw me, and he gave me this, and I just want to share it with you if I can maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ask Father that your Holy Spirit would come into this room that you would change what we see one more time that you would open our eyes one more time God that you would speak to us one more time. No need to wallow in despair. I can lift my eyes and find you there. I am free to lay aside this care because I know you will complete me. Many failures, small and great, and I'm often found on my knees of late. I'm pounding soundly on the gate. But I know you will complete me so often i want to run away in your voice it comes and it bids me stay and you move me from my hiding place to the light of day oh lord i know you will complete me there's much left to do yes lord i know my feet stand firm when you tell me to go and my disobedience bows me low Yet I know you will complete me. It seems a long way home to you, and I, I get lost in the things that I know I should do. And I come running back to my lover true, for I know you will complete me. Mm. Ups and downs have marked my course, and I'm drawn away by unseen force. And I'm sorry, Father, I have such great remorse. Oh, but I know you will complete me. At times, my hope away does fade, erased by vast mistakes I've made, all these crumpled paper plans I've made. I know you will complete me. I'm still a work in progress of this, I'm sure, and I'm still wooed by the Father's lure. One day, these motives will be pure. Oh, yes, Lord, I know you will complete me. I might be the toughest clay to meet your hand, and and I still tend to find the sinking sand. Yet I'm assured, God, that you understand and and that you're working to complete me. Oh, great confidence I have in you because I've witnessed what grand work you do. You paint the boldest colors and the brightest hues, and I know you will complete me. Two works will never be the same. But we're linked firmly by our Father's name. We've been delivered far beyond the shame. And I know you will complete me. So paint me, mold me, twist this clay. This canvas awaits the master's play. I'm ever looking toward that day. God, I know you will complete me. Ah Jesus. Does anybody can you guys stand with me, please? We're gonna worship again. And if I could have some prayer warriors, some elders and staff come forward. If you need healing, if you need a touch, if you need to be renewed, if you need your vision clarified. If there's anything that you have need of, healing comes to my spirit a lot. Healing. Hope. Direction. One more time. If you would like to come for prayer, one more time. One more time. Don't miss it, guys. Don't miss the opportunity for God to do that thing that you've been talking to him about already. That thing that you've been asking him for already. Today is the day of one more time. Uno mas. One more time. One more time, God. And the rest of us are going to worship for a minute. Jesus.